As a doctor approaches retirement, there are a variety of things on his to-do list to ensure that everything is wrapped up before he hangs up his white coat for the last time. Malpractice insurance is one of the most important things to consider in these later years. In today's episode, we're going to give you a checklist of the key things to consider before you retire, at your retirement, and after your retirement. Armed with this information, you'll be set up for success to begin your conversations on how best to proceed as you wind down your medical malpractice coverage, saving you a little money and ensuring your long-term protection. Welcome to Malpractice Insights, the show dedicated to helping healthcare professionals understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. My name is Jennifer Wiggins, CEO of Aegis Malpractice Solutions, and I'm so glad you've joined us today. If you're new to our channel, welcome. Thanks so much for being here. We release a new episode every week, both on YouTube and your favorite podcast streaming platform. So be sure to like and subscribe to stay connected. All right, let's jump in. If you're nearing your final years as a practicing healthcare professional, you'll want to begin conversations with your malpractice insurance agent to start talking about your coverage. There are several things for you to consider while you're still in practice, as well as important things to line up to ensure your ongoing protection after you've retired. Let's start by looking at the key things you should be considering before retirement. First, talk to your malpractice insurance agent about your plan for retiring. Give them a timeline of when you anticipate fully retiring from the practice of medicine. While this doesn't need to be set in stone, it does help your agent to advise you knowing how much longer you plan on practicing. Second, consider if you plan on making any changes to the scope of your practice, such as stopping surgery or no longer performing certain procedures. It's not uncommon for doctors to begin winding down their practice by reducing the scope of their work, particularly if they're practicing in a high-stress or very technical specialty. Talk to your malpractice insurance agent about options to lower your classification to help save you some money as you enter the final years of practice. Similarly, the third thing that you should consider before retirement is your hours worked. Many healthcare providers will begin reducing their hours as they near the end of their careers. Most malpractice insurance carriers have several tiers of part-time credits available, so be sure to take advantage of the premium savings that you can earn if you choose to lower the number of hours that you're working per week. Fourth, take a look at your current policy limits to determine if they're still appropriate for what you're doing. While you can save some money by reducing your policy limits later in your career, proceed with caution in this area. While it is possible for you to change your policy limits throughout the course of your career, be considerate of the type of insurance that you have. With a claims made coverage, any changes to your policy limits, higher or lower, will be retroactive whereas occurrence limit changes will be done on a go-forward basis, not retroactive. 
So it's important that you talk to a knowledgeable malpractice insurance agent before making any adjustments to your policy limits to understand potential long-term impacts to your coverage. And number five, talk to your agent about tail insurance options. Find out if you're going to be eligible for that free tail and what the rules will be surrounding that free tail offering. If you're not eligible for free tail, get a quote so that you have an idea of what you'll need to pay to buy your tail when the time comes to officially cancel your coverage. Okay, so we've talked about the things that you need to look into before you retire, but now let's move on to the key things that you need to do at the time of retirement. First, once you have your official retirement date, notify your agent so that you can begin the process of canceling your insurance. It's generally recommended that you give at least 30 days notice so that you can ensure that everything is processed in time. Keep in mind that most malpractice insurance policies run until midnight, so it's generally recommended that you cancel your policy the day after you've seen your last patient. So if your last day seeing patients was June 30th, then cancel your insurance effective July 1st. Second, if you have a claims made insurance policy, get your quote for tail insurance. If you are on an occurrence policy, there is no need for tail insurance. So once you cancel your policy, you're all set. In the event that you are fully retiring from the practice of medicine, you can earn free tail from most insurance carriers. Each carrier has slightly different requirements when it comes to the retirement rule. For example, some carriers have an age restriction and a tenure requirement, such as you need to be at least age 55 and must have been insured with them for at least five years. Other companies have dropped the age requirement, but they do require that you've been insured with them for at least one year and have reached your mature premium in the claims made step process. Most companies will hold a pretty firm line to ensure that you are fully retiring from the practice of medicine and not simply retiring from your employment to go work somewhere else. Be sure to ask your agent or carrier about the retirement criteria so that you can plan accordingly. Your tail policy will be quoted at the same limit as your claims made insurance policy, unless you request otherwise. Most carriers will let you reduce your tail limit, which could save you a bit of money, but it's generally not advisable to do so. Why? because your tail insurance covers you all the way back to your retroactive date, which is the inception date of your original policy. And if you lower your limits, you're lowering your amount of coverage for any potential claims for patients that you treated all the way back to that start date. Most malpractice insurance carriers will not allow you to increase your limits for tail. If your policy limits fluctuated during the lifetime of your claims made policy, generally the carrier will only let you obtain a tail policy at the highest limit held within the last five years of your insurance. The third thing for you to do at the time of retirement is to keep a copy of your most recent malpractice insurance policy information, including your certificate of insurance, your tail endorsement, and the contact information for your agent and your insurance carrier should you need to contact them in the future. All right, so we've made it to retirement. 
So what do you need to be considering after retirement? First, be aware of the rules and regulations in your state as it relates to potential liability involving volunteer work, as well as treating your friends and family. While most doctors consider themselves retired when they leave their employment, if you will still be dabbling in medicine, perhaps working at a summer camp as the medical provider on duty, working as a team physician, or helping out at the free clinic down the street, you will have exposure that you need to be covering. For this reason, many healthcare providers will choose to maintain a low-cost insurance policy to ensure that they are still protected for any work that they may want to do after they have retired from their full-time careers. Talk to your malpractice insurance agent about coverage options for this type of work should you still want to have the flexibility to practice on occasion. Second, if you've fully retired and now you've just changed your mind and you want to return to medicine again, you'll need to reapply for malpractice insurance. Generally, when this happens, a provider just needs a part-time policy for the occasional work that they want to do. The cost for this type of insurance is relatively low, so talk to your agent to get quote options from several carriers to find the policy that's right for you. Keep in mind, however, that if you earned your free tail when you retired the first time, the carrier will either make you purchase an occurrence policy, which doesn't need tail, or if you go back on a claims-made policy, you'll have to buy your tail at the standard rate the second time around. You can't get another free tail. There are many things to consider and options to talk through as you prepare to wind down your medical practice. If you have any questions on this topic or you want to make sure that you're covered appropriately, click the link in the description box below where you can connect with us via phone, email, or chat today. And if you're listening, please visit us online at aegismalpractice.com. That's A-E-G-I-S malpractice.com. We have some great episodes lined up for you in the next few weeks. Make sure that you're subscribed to our show so that you don't miss an episode. And if you found this information helpful today, could you do me a favor and give us a like and leave a review? Your feedback and support helps us to reach more people. And we're really grateful for your clicks and your kind words. That's it for this episode of Malpractice Insights, where we're dedicated to helping you understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. This is Jennifer Wiggins. Thanks for joining us.